Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers, powered by Art on Gwinnett Magazine. We are broadcasting live on the In Results radio network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country in the suites by Radisson in beautiful Snow Mountain, Georgia. I am super excited today to have my super guest, Freddie Hart of FR Hart 2 Enterprises, if I got that right, but Freddie will fix me if not. Freddie, man, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, tell me the story of, uh, since I've said it, is, am I saying that right? FR Hart Yeah. Two? So it's FR Hart 2 Enterprises. Um, the story comes from, I'm Frederick Ronald Hart II. Okay. And so my dad, when I was, I think, 11 or 12 years old, created me an email, and it was frhart2 at gmail.com. So that's what my social media became. That's what the email became. And in the Bible, it says a great name is better than riches. Nice. And my grandfather's also an entrepreneur, and he's Frederick Ronald Hart Incorporated. So I was like, okay, I gotta keep, <laughs> I gotta keep it going. So I, FR Hart Two Enterprises is how the business name. Love came it. About. Well, you know, when you, you look at it, and I always think about the brand and the name. But you know, you've got you've got you've got in your shirt, you've got a nice logo. So. I'm always about living the brand. That's I the, appreciate it. Well, um, all right. So for people who don't know you out there, you've, you know, we talked before you went on air. I mean, first of all, you lifted 415 and ran a 5K. Was that in the same year? Yep. That was last year. So I've how, how do you do that? So I've always loved to lift weights, but last year I was like, okay, I want to try something new. And so there's a guy who I've always followed on social media by the name of Mark Bell, and he had just gotten into running. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So I went online sign up for a 5k and ran it that way when the year was over i could tell people i bench pressed 415 and ran a 5k in the same well, all right year. so which one was harder oh the 5k for 5K. sure 5k yeah the 415 that's that's light work it's light the, work the, the 5k is what's hard i agree with you that's that's, that's, so, that's <laughs> so. now did you do any training for it did you like just do like I, I there's a little couch to 5k app and all these kind of things <laughs> so i probably ran seriously for it for about a month so it wasn't too long, but like I'm getting ready to sign up for another 5K at the beginning of April, and I'm probably going to start training for that the second week of February to really make sure I can crush my time from last Good time. Good for you. I love it. Get me motivated here. There That's you go. What we need. All right, so let's kind of go back in talking about – now you're from – you know, the metropolitan area, uh, we're talking about you played sports in co high school and college. Yes. So, so tell I, us about that. So I played football at Parkview. I started as a junior in high school, and I played football there. And then I did track and field from my sophomore to senior year. And then I went to Shorter University, where I also did football and track and field there as well. Man, that's awesome. So what did you learn, you know, and we'll get into your business and entrepreneur marketing, but there's some lessons out of the competitive sports that you've learned that have helped you in business. So the main one is that the best of the like the best way to put it is the best of the best care about talent more than they care about what everybody else is talking out talking about on the news and stuff like that. And I noticed that in the game of football because as a lineman, I was an offensive lineman in high school, but a defensive lineman in college. And it didn't matter where the guy next to you came from, what his financial background was, the way he looked, any of that stuff. At the end of the day, if you guys had to double team a defensive lineman to blow him off the ball, that's all you cared right. about. And that's the same way I look at business. I think in 2023, a lot of people are always worried about, oh, well, this is my background or I've been held back or this person got a hand up. And I tell people business doesn't care about any of that. 
Like it cares about you being the best of the best and putting your best foot forward. So that's the main thing that's helped me in business. And when it comes to sports also, just time management. Like mm -hmm. when you're in college, like the trainer doesn't care whether you like to sleep in or not. Like 5.30 workouts are going to come the next right. morning whether you want it to or not. So really just being able to take that time management aspect and putting it into business, that's really how it's been able to help me and kind of how I've translated it into the business as a whole. I love that. That's true because no one really cares if you've had a bad morning or you like to stay up late or get the, the program goes on and either get with it or you get Correct. <laughs> you learn that pretty quick. I'm that sure. is right. All right, but also you you give back a lot, and, I, and then we're going to come back to your business. So you you work with some high schools and and doing back to the community right now. Yeah, so I got the job as chaplain of the football team in South Gwinnett in 2018. That was probably when I was trying to discover what I was going to do next because I was going through the NFL draft process. I had the assumption I was going to get drafted, and then after that, I really didn't care. I thought I was just going to play football, and that was going to be it. Well, when I didn't get a call for draft day. About two months, I was trying to figure out what was next, and my buddy John Patterson told me that there was an opportunity opportunity to be the chaplain at South Gwinnett. And so I started doing that, and a year later, I started building the business. And my mom always told me, hey, regardless of what happens for the business, like you better make sure that you're still giving back because at right. the end of the day, this stuff will last way more than any of yeah. this stuff will. So, yeah, this is my fifth year going on sixth year with the team. I work through Church on Main, which formerly known as First Baptist Snellville, and they've just been a great resource in connecting the church to South Gwinnett as a whole. Man. Well, you know, plowing into the young people, just like we've all had people older than us plowing to us, um, is something that just has a legacy of its own. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of re reward in that seeing that. Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, I'm able to, I think what happens in society and on social media is, People see these like figures who they're nev never able to talk to. They're never able to contact. Like I've been in a position where God has blessed my business and he's blessed my life to the point where I can tell them, hey, 10 years ago, that sounds crazy to say, 10 years ago, I was right down the road going to high school. And I tell them, hey, I've never been the biggest. I've never been the fastest. I've never been the smartest. But I know that discipline and consistency has gotten me to where I'm at. And I can give you experiences and kind of tell you, hey, my faith is the foundation of this, and this is what I did in order to get to where I'm at today. Yeah, it's been fun. I and mean, this is the first time you and I have been in the same room, but just our course. Actually, I'm going to interrupt you. Oh, it's not. It's and not. Let me tell you why. Oh, boy. You were there when Rennie Curran gave his keynote speech yep. at Parkview's yep. Baccalaureate. So my cousin was graduating then. I remember catching your eye and, like, making eye contact with you, but we didn't know each other at the okay. time. So. Yeah, well, true story. So Rennie's an old friend of mine, uh, who's a great guy. You would enjoy knowing. And he, uh, the same reason I remember interviewing um, Rennie probably about five five years ago on my radio show, and he was trying to get back to the NFL. And yeah. he was, and he talks now about you know, that door was just closed. I right. mean, and it was meant to be. But he had gone through a lot to get to the side. But he kept his faith. And he's one of the best guys I know. He is as real as it gets. And uh, so the true story was. Uh, they said, uh, do you want to come speak to this group, but you have a kid graduating in 2018. I'm like, yeah, I'm not speaking to that group. My daughter doesn't want me there. He goes, right. They said, well, what about uh, you know, any of the guys that you know that they would want to hear? And I said, you know, Randy Kern would be good. He went to, went to Brookwood, but if you're good with that. And so he did. It was a true story. Randy will probably kill me. He's, um, he, he's texting me on the way to this baccalaureate. He goes, I got a problem. I forgot the speech. And I said, what do you mean? He says, uh, well, I left it at my house. I don't have anything to, you know, what my key points. And uh, 
I said, well, he goes, but I got a flash driver. So I got it on Google or whatever. I said, uh, come to my house, print it out. There so you I go. Get, it was great. Just a great guy. And, and uh, we look back and laugh. But That's awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 so, yes. Okay. I'm glad you corrected me. So people <laughs> do that to me all the time. I'm like, my bad. I, I'm sorry. But um, all right. So you, when did you just say, hey, you know, I think I want to have my own business or, hey, I've got some ideas in marketing and coaching and leadership, whatever, whatever the things you uh, wanted to be passionate about. Did, did, did a light bulb go off one day or had you always had that bug? No. So in 2018, like I said, after the, after I didn't get the draft call about two months into it, I just really, I'm a man of faith and I just prayed to God and I said, God, just help me to become the best version of myself. And whether it's physically, spiritually, whatever it is, help me to become the best version of myself. And I started just documenting and making motivational videos and motivational posts on my social media. Well, I, around that time, my uncle and my grandfather have a manufacturing business located in Tucker, and I asked them if I could come work for them and do what I was doing for myself um, for their business, and they were like, yeah, sure. So this is, this is the cool part of the story. So me doing the ministry, me working for my uncle and grandfather, one day my uncle and grandfather say, hey, we need you to plan a photo shoot. I'm like, that's fine. Well, through the ministry, I got connected with Jeff, with John Starr, who owns the Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A yeah. on 78. And so we became friends. He has a great-looking family, so I just went out on a limb. I said, hey, bro, have you ever thought about, like, <laughs> I need people to do modeling for this photo shoot. Would you be interested in using your family? And he was like, absolutely. I said, great. I just got to find a location for it. And he was like, man, use my house. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, awesome. And so then – I'm at his house and I'm talking about um, marketing and stuff like that. And he was like, well, come by the store and kind of tell me how I could apply this to franchise, like marketing specifically for my franchise. And so we started talking. He was like, well, write me up a proposal and like, let's start, let's start and let's make this happen. And so that's where the FRR2 Enterprises comes from. It originally was going to be a holding company. But I had made the name, and then a week later, he <laughs> wanted to, to work. You had to, get, you had to come up. You had to put a proposal. Right, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I'm not. There's no need to tell him, hey, wait two weeks so I can file and make sure all the names are right. And so at that same time, the pandemic happened, and during the pandemic, my dad's friend was also running for sheriff of Henry County. He's the current sheriff right now. And so I went to his campaign kickoff and he asked me what I was doing for a living. And I told him and he was like, well, give your number to my wife. She's my campaign manager. Well, the political landscape and marketing that they do as a whole changed because of the fact that everybody was inside. So it didn't make sense to spend $10,000 on billboards. It didn't make sense to spend $5,000 on yard signs. Even mailers didn't make a lot of sense. And so what I did is I studied the Barack Obama campaign and I studied the Donald Trump campaign. And I noticed that those two guys were able to utilize social media to get elected. So what I did is I kind of sat him down. And I said, hey, this is what I think we can do. And this is how we can make it happen. Well, within 30 days, everybody, when he would go out, would say, hey, I'm seeing you all over social media. You keep popping up on my feed. From there, more campaigns needed help. So I ended up working with about eight campaigns during the 2020 year and and granted i was still living at home so like i was running almost a six-figure business in my bedroom at my parents house that's i love it yeah it's the modern it's the story of the facebook and everything else in the world that started in a garage in the basement apple you go back in time so social relationships yeah you know relationships of people seeing something probably before you might have even seen you, or, or I should say, maybe you weren't even ready to pull the trigger and, and an opportunity developed. Correct. Yeah, I wasn't I was never thinking that I wanted it to be this big. But there was two guys who really changed my mindset on just the 
opportunity to grow and scale. One is a guy by the name of Ali Jamal. I had gotten some recognition from the Gwinnett Chamber, and so Ali was there, and he owns hotels across the country. And so I reached out to him, long shot. I sent him a message to say, hey, I'd love to go to lunch with you, tell you about the services that my company offers. And we sat down and he talked, and he said, yeah, let's do it. So I started working with this this eight-figure company, and from there what was happening was people were seeing his stuff and people were reaching out to me. And that's how I grew. But then also I started talking to our mutual friend, Todd Price, and I told him, hey, same thing. I'd love to talk to you, show you the value I can bring. And then I started working with them. And those two guys really showed me that, hey, if you're going to do something, go all the way with it. Yep. If you're going to do something, try to scale it to as big as possible. Stephen Schwartzman says in his book um, what it takes. He says, don't, don't want to get credited off of participation. You should want to get credited off of excellence. So when I started talking to those two guys and hanging around those two guys, it really changed my framework on the direction I wanted to take the business. Man. Wow. Love these stories, man. This is, see, you mentioned, and I'm going to split like the, I feel now that I told you I have my doctorate in leadership. If I could teach an entire two class series on Rocky Balboa, yeah, all the way through Creed, um, if I could just make them be a sports fan, I could teach them so much about leadership. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, one punch at a time, one round at a time. So I saw that you're a Rocky fan. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot to say that part of why I brought that up, but tell me there are not so many life lessons and people go, oh, it's just a stupid boxing movie. There's some deep stuff there that you could make stuff out of when you really listen to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the main one, the reason why I like Rocky is because Rocky was a character whose life was founded off of hard work. Right. Like, he was always training hard. Like, that. that's really the best scenes of all those movies, if you think about yeah, it. Like digging it's not, deep. Yeah, it's digging deep, like running, like lifting hard. So that's why I love Rocky. But I also love Rocky just because of his authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, I've learned in my life that there is no reason for me to try to be someone I'm not. So when it comes to Rocky Balboa and watching those movies, I love the authenticity he has. I can be goofy when I want to be goofy. I can be serious when I need to be serious. I can be goofy in front of a group of serious people and makes them laugh. <laughs> I can be serious in front of goofy people and it makes them listen. So that authenticity that um, Rocky has in those movies is something I really try to emulate. You know, you know, Freddie, is to me, uh, and we're kind of delving into marketing, to me, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I'm forgiven. Uh, because I screw up hourly, screw up mentally, you know, with three daughters and my wife, you know, someone's always, they don't listen to my shows. They, they hear me talk. They go, we have to listen to it. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need it anymore. But in all seriousness, what people really want is that authentic, genuine transparency. And, you know, when you make a mistake in business or there's a mishap, it's how you handle it. Right. Right. And I've had 30 years business experience. If you, most people, if you say, look, we, you know, are bad. You know, we don't want to make a mistake, but I mean, we're human. Right. And, you know, human means we're not, we're real. And when, you know, you get past text and email and you really have a conversation with somebody where people aren't playing on their phones and really listening. Right. Magic things happen because yeah. people start to go, oh, you know, you grew up there. I grew up there. Did you well, talking about this story right here? We just, we just had, but that's what's our humanness. Right. And to me, you know, these two marketing branding classes I'm teaching, I'm saying, so you have this brand as a person, you have a brand as an organization, but I always say, it's, I want to know your thoughts. Your brand is not what you say it is. It's what they say it is because you could say, well, my brand is we're the most cost efficient. And the other people say, well, we actually use them because their customer service is amazing. Yeah. 
well, that's not an alignment. Right. <laughs> so, you know, ultimately we can say, but if our brand is not aligning how, how our customers or how we want them to see us, it could be off base or we're using the wrong strategy. So when you're working with somebody, you're working with somebody new that says, you know, I want you to just fix all this. We need more business. Do you, do you kind of go at it and start it, start here, basically, and work up? I mean, how do you look at it? So the first thing I do um, when I'm working with a new client is I kind of do the research of the brand as a whole before I even step in there. Because I think that um, what people sometimes do is they have a false perception of, what, like you just said, a false perception of what their brand is. They have a false perception of who they are. They have a false perception sometimes of what they're, what they're actually doing um, efficiently and what could get worked on. So that's the first thing. But then as a brand as a whole, I kind of take, like I said, after I take that step back, I then try to implement pieces of their life into what they're doing. So even when it comes down to something as simple as the fonts I use, I'll give you an example, like our buddy Todd Price. Like Todd Price is is a rugged weightlifter, but at the same time, he's a businessman. So that means that you have to, from the marketing and content that you create, it has to have that feeling, but it also has mm -hmm. to be elegant enough for that he can put it on LinkedIn, that mm -hmm. he can put it on Instagram, and he can put it on Facebook, and people still perceive that. Get all parts of the brand. So that's kind of what I do when I come in and look at companies is I say, okay, how are they already viewed? And then what pieces do I kind of want to pull up, like pull and really amplify into the brand? A great example like that is perimeter roofing. Like perimeter roofing, I'm not making this up. I've been around a lot of companies. Perimeter roofing has some of the best culture I've ever seen. I agree. And it's because of the fact that everybody in that culture is extremely authentic. So you know that regardless of what your background or your situation is, that whether it's Todd, whether it's Ray, whether whoever it is you're talking to, you know that you're going to get somebody who understands you. You know that you're going to get somebody who wants to learn about you. So I try to pull pieces of that into the content and the marketing that we do for the companies. Yeah, and what I love about those guys is is you know they they're not out, they're not judging people. If people want to hate on them, whatever they're going to say, we'll show you. But the thing is, they get people to buy in at a level which I would love to use as a case study for other companies because the people there like you know, have sweat and tears of perimeter roofing, they would get through a wall for, you yeah. know, and you know, going through a wall, blocking sleds, whatever, right. you know. So, you know, that's what I've seen, you know, uh, not necessarily up close, but just seeing on social media, the engagement. And that's, I mean, the, I don't want to say there's a silver bullet, but when you get that magic going on, and as much as I've done in my life and, and studied in my life about it, that's what the culture that people want to create. Correct. You know, because you take that culture, I always say the culture on the inside can be manifested as the brand on the outside. Right. Right. And then you go, oh, what is that brand going to look like? And that's where people like you come in to help, you know, execute. But all right. So so when people are listening here and saying, OK, you guys are talking about marketing, brand, we don't even know what you're talking about. So talk about some of the services that you like to do or work with when when, you know, after people listen to the show and they're like, well. I actually like a lot of what he said, but I'm not sure what, what we can, what can, what can, what can the, the company help us with? Are there a variety of things you do or do you specialize in things? So the main, the main four things we do when it comes down to it is we do content creation, video production, web design, and business development. And so I would consider us to be vertically integrated. And basically the way it breaks down is the content creation is every brand has a story so that we create content around that with the the slogan or motto for my company is making messages known mm. every every company has a message we want to make it known nice the next is video production sometimes people don't necessarily need us to do social media content for them but sometimes they say hey we have a company anniversary 
or we have a Christmas dinner or we have a big dinner that we want to get documented. So we take care of that as well. Um, web design, we started giving that service probably two years ago. And the reason for that is because of the fact that your website is the only creative media you own. And what I mean by that is when you go to Instagram, everybody's profile picture is in the top left. You can't move that anywhere nope. else. You can't put that anywhere <laughs> you're else. On you're screen. on a, their space, not your exactly. Space. But when you run advertising, when you have content, you can control everything that's on your website. Yep. And so that's why we started getting into that service because it allowed us to have creative control of everything. So if we create great content and people are, and they're getting a lot of traffic, we can control and move things around to make sure that that traffic is being optimized. And then the last one is business development. I think with marketing comes the aspect of being creative. And so when it comes to business development, what we'll do is I'll work with a company. And then once we build that trust, the no like and trust factor that we talk about in marketing all the time, will then start to give them different ideas that they can implement into their business that can help what we're doing even more. So if it's working with a product, we may implement um, print-on-demand inventory, or we may market like subscription services. And so the cool thing about that is, because we've already, already developed trust with that brand, mm -hmm. they say, yeah, run with it. It may be email marketing. It may be, um, hey, tell your salespeople to give this out whenever they go into a professional meeting it it's all that little stuff that can really elevate what we're doing and it's just being able to implement those ideas with the client wouldn't you say it's true freddie from listening to you and i just know from my experiences consulting whatever once you have that relationship built on that strong trust that you're already in there and you're kind of a partner you're not like a vendor you're a, i right. say shoulder to shoulder partner not across the table vendor where they're like can you take care of this for us right and, make, and, they, and they're not looking like if you say yes they're like all right get, let's do it Right. Yeah. And that's not selling anything. You're just building, you're building the relationship deeper and deeper. And I will tell you, that's probably the thing I love most about having the company. Yeah, Creating the content is great. The video, the web design, all that stuff. But it's as I've developed, because the way I have my business set up, a lot of times the people I'm communicating with are the CEOs of the company. And I love whether it be my client, Ali Jamal, whether it be my client, Todd Price, when they hit me up and they're like, hey, I have an idea. I want you to run with it. Can you make it happen? And I can say, yes. I may not know how to do everything right then and there, but I promise you I'm going to figure it out. And I love that aspect of it because, like you said, it builds that trust. And it's a long-term thing, right? Like I think if somebody's just trying to start a business to make quick cash, well, you don't do that stuff. But for me, I think one of the things that people don't understand when it comes to marketing, or not don't understand but need to understand more, is the concept of lifetime value. Like everybody's always worried about the front end cash that they'll get or the front end um, return that they'll get. But what you have to understand is if you develop a relationship with a client that'll last 10, 15, uh, yeah. 20 years, that's more valuable than any quick fix scheme that uh, you oh, could yeah. sell them as a client that you have. It's funny. So that so, you know, people always ask me because my whole philosophy of sales and, you know, I have to always explain to people sales and marketing aren't the same thing, but we'll leave that for another show. But <laughs> in selling, I'm like, I'm not selling anybody anything. I say if it's a fit, it's a fit. Right. If it's not, maybe it will be in one day. Right. But if there's not the value perceived on both sides, then that's cool. Let's we'll stay in touch. You know, we'll 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 refer people back and forth. But I'll tell you, once you have, and I think you've seen this in my uh, thirty-year career, clients they're not only refer you to other people, you're almost co-branded with them because of the people you meet. 
They also leave and go other places, and then they call you. They uh, refer you to people. So you were mentioning the magazine out front. I have uh, one particular advertiser. We're now on the fourth person of referral to a referral to a referral to right. a referral. And, and every one of these called me, and they said, we don't need anything more than just to talk to you because of in that, you know, this because what we know. And I'm going, that's, that's a blessing to me. Because it means you're, you know, like you, you're doing something right. Right. And because uh, of that trust, they're like, you know, you don't need to sell my, I'm not going to sell you anyway, but you know, the fact that you called may, means a lot. And it shows that like, the, the cool thing I like about it is whenever somebody will say, hey, the, my two closest clients, I almost consider them to be like older brothers are Ali Jamal and Todd Price. Sure. And the coolest thing that I always get is when somebody refer, when somebody calls me and says, Hey, Ali speaks highly of you. Hey, Todd speaks highly of you. I love to talk. I literally had a conversation one time where somebody called me and um, they said, Hey, I've seen what you've done for them. I really just need a proposal. Like I, I we don't it's have a formality. To, yeah, we don't have we don't have to beat yeah. around the bush at this point. And so I, I love that about what I do. And I love being able to be able to to stand on the work that I do to the point that they say, Yeah, work with this guy, work with that guy. Because if it's the other way around, Sometimes it can really affect your business where they're like, don't work with that guy. Don't oh, work yeah. with that guy. Because then you spend more time trying to convince them that, hey, that person <laughs> did something wrong. Oh, yeah. You're in, a, you're, you're, you're in a, a negative situation because you're like, no, no, no. That's not what happened. What, Correct. Well, you're, you're in a bad position. And that's, yeah, that's a bad position to be in. Whereas if somebody calls and says, hey, I love your work. They speak highly of you. At that point. It goes from marketing to sales. Yeah, they're, they're and, and you know it's funny you said, Freddie. So I had a friend of mine one time, and he was talking about uh, his Google reviews or whatever. And I said, "Hey, man, you realize your page has like a three star, two and a half star rating, right?" And and he's like, "It's because I got like two. And he starts arguing with me about why. And I'm like, I, "You don't need to argue with me." He's right? Like, no, no. I know the person that did it. And I'm like, "I don't care. I mean, I care about you as a person. You need to go get them to fix it." Correct. I said because they're the only ones that can fix it. He goes. Well, why, well, you know, why can't you fix it? I'm like, because I didn't write it. Right. And but but it was like he wanted to tell me the backstory. I'm like, dude, it's your brand out there that people are reviewing. I'm just telling you. He goes, well, you know, people don't look at that stuff like that. true facts for the most part don't have backstories. Right. That's the best way to put it. Well, so I'm sitting there like, well, you know what? Most people aren't going to wait to hear the story because they don't care. They're they're going on to the next thing. They're going to give you about ten seconds. Uh, uh. And you know, it was funny. Uh, some of my friends early on in the social media era have now become global. You know, marketing book sellers speakers whatever like jay bear mark schaefer some friends of mine and 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 um it was interesting we were debating a few years ago and one of the uh, posts or some or an email or something and, and i was saying you know people just don't have any attention span but somebody had a really uh side thought to that like i've been watching some of your videos which are very good but if they're good TikToks or videos, people will watch them for hours. Right. So it's not we don't have attention span. It's we choose what we're going to pay attention to. Well, yeah, I, I tell people that all the time. Like, you, you've probably heard in marketing people say, worry about the first three seconds, worry about the first three seconds. Okay, there's a little bit of truth to that. But the fact of the matter is, if you saw LeBron James pop up onto your feed and you're a big LeBron James fan, he could be saying absolutely anything and you're going to pay attention. You're going to pay attention to it. That's not trying to hack the system. That's just the power of brand. Right. Or and Peyton Manning and Eli with their commercials. Correct. Said, Why do you want to watch these? Because they make me laugh. Right. And, and, but I saw another one that came out today where we had the David Beckham a, few, a month ago. But, I, but, but they keep showing up, and it doesn't matter what they're talking about. It could be boring the first You're going to watch. I'm going to watch. Because I think those shows, they make me laugh because they make fun of each other. It's genuine. It's just genuine fun. And I was always used to, like we all were, watching football the old way. But I kind of like how they've been creative in this alternative way of 
It's like watching uh, football with some friends. Right. So from a marketing perspective, that's interesting. What's your take on that? Just, you know. So I love the way the, so the NFL is kind of making this shift to being more like creative and, and changing because I think what's happened dynamically before is that basketball has always been an individual sport. And what I mean by that is there's not necessarily a lot of Lakers. There's a lot of Lakers fans, but there's also a lot of LeBron fans. Yeah. So whether he goes to Miami, Cleveland, wherever it yeah. is, you're going to be a LeBron fan. For the most part, football over the last 30 years, in my opinion, has been a team sport. Yes. So if a quarterback leaves, Patriots fans are still Patriots fans. Yeah, they are. Right. So I think that what they're doing now is they're trying to kind of mix the concept of personal brand with the team aspect of the NFL and kind of bring them into one. And I, I love it. I love when NFL players have TikToks. I love it when NFL players have Instagrams, YouTube channels, because you really get to delve into that personable relationship. So I think I think it's awesome. Well, a great example, I saw Gronk and some guy was following, following people around with TikToks. Like, what do you do? What do you do? And he goes, I'm the guy that's on the USAA commercial. Right. <laughs> and right. he's smiling as he did it. And he goes, oh, okay. And uh, But he he's playing to his brand Correct. of just being funny and silly and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, so, you know, are you um, – do you have goals, you know, for the – for you've come – goodness, you know, if you – what – you've been 10 12 years you're some from the high school whatever and you just uh college and looked at the nfl and you're blessing people with your uh your faith and your talents and giving back and helping people uh for tomorrow um are you pretty pumped about the future yeah for sure as as i look some of the goals my goals are always changing but some of the goals that i have is i want to continue to build this marketing agency I, i'm looking to get into sports marketing and media because i've always been in, i've always loved sports and and the media marketing aspect of it. And then the future, my, my ultimate goal is, and this is more of like probably a eight to 10, even 15 year goal is, I wanna take and create the marketing quote unquote machine that I have and start to acquire businesses, mm -hmm. put them through this machine and then almost exit out of them at a multiple of what I bought them at. I've noticed from a business perspective that typically people who try to sell a marketing agency get a 1x multiple. And so it's like, that's great, but why not keep the machine, buy the businesses, then flip those for a larger profit and then keep doing that over and over Very again. Smart. Very smart. And on that sports stuff, I tell you, um, that sports is my, I love watching them. I love playing them. Um, and I've always been like, uh, you know, especially then you have the ex-athletes coming on all these shows and I'm going, and I, especially about five years ago, my wife goes, you know, you didn't play in the NFL, right? <laughs> and like Jeff Francoeur was on the show. She goes, or professional baseball. And I'm like, we'll see. But what they were saying, like, nope, not even in the minor leagues. <laughs> but but it is it is fun when you love something and can delve your personal interest in, into that, you know. But so let's give like three or four ideas to people listening today. You know, they maybe they're just a solopreneur. They're, they're just starting out in business. The faith component's important, I've heard you say. But other things that people are, you know, it's been a tough few years for people, especially if you're kind of, you've you, maybe you've had COVID a few times, maybe inflation's hit you hard, yeah. whatever, whatever. But to, to give them some inspiration to say, hey, you know, get back up. <laughs> There's another round. Mickey loves you. You know, what, what, what is it, you know, you would say to those people, and then we'll kind of close with some of the things that you, you might offer people and, and how to contact you. So. How do you inspire them? Yeah, what I would tell people is that God has given everybody a purpose. So it's your job that once you've found that purpose to do it to your best ability for his glory. As a man of faith and 
as I go deep into it, I think that your faith should push you to be the hardest working person on the planet because you're not doing it for a Lamborghini or a Absolutely. nice house. You have other things that you're achieving. And then what I tell people is like discipline and consistency. Like I've never met anybody in my entire life who was disciplined at what they did and consistent at what they did and wasn't successful. That's right. Right. Now in sports, it's a little bit different because like there's a talent aspect. But once you get out of sports, business, life, physical fitness, whatever it is, discipline and consistency is the two things that I've seen from successful people who are years ahead of me. It's what they place their foundation on. And so that's what I tell anybody is if you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you're going through a hard time, get disciplined and get consistent. And I promise you, you'll hit your goals. Man, that is well said. And, you know, the biggest thing I tell but there's absolutely no shortcut. You know, anybody calling me with some shortcut marketing, get like you said, get rich. Right. Game, I, I'm not in that. That's not what I'm about because everything has to be built, be built solidly like, like in the book uh, on rock. Right. You know? Right. And anything too good to be true is too good to be true. And when right. somebody's, well, I can do it for so-and-so dollars, like, okay, well, that's fantastic, but that's not going to work. Correct. And, you know, and so as I've gotten older, there's just clients you just realize that they, they're not going to be a fit because the what the what they want and what you want, you say, you can try, but then I've learned over the years, this probably, I should say no to this. And that was hard for me early on. Yeah. So that was, that was also from a marketing perspective, that was also really hard for me. There was a time where like anybody who had an idea, <laughs> I was sitting in meetings, I was calling them and going back to my client, Ali Jamal, he would tell he would tell me, he'd be like, look, energy is finite, right? It can't be created or destroyed. So where you place your energy in every single day is extremely important. So for me, I really try to find people who if I put a lot of time and effort into it, I'll be okay with the with the with the end result. Yeah. So for me, from a moral perspective, there's not one video, there's not one project, there's not one piece of content that I can't play in front of my wife exactly. and my mom and dad. And I feel happy about that yes. because then when you start to get in that road where you're just doing everything for money, I just feel like that's a big spiral down that you don't want to get to. No, 100%. My wife said something to me last night. We were driving to my youngest daughter, Parkview. She's a sophomore now. Um, she's on the D1 track for soccer. So finally, okay. what I'm going to – they've all played it, but she, she's – and then, you know, she got a little mouthy with the ref, and they sent her to the sideline. But she's my baby, so I'll call her my baby forever. But my wife said something, and, and, and what I share, I'll share with people is that I write every email, everything, and I go ahead and assume whatever I write will be read by my wife, daughter, and blind carbon copied email to the world. And other people look at it different. They don't care. But whatever if my brand is, I got to be good with saying to my kids, to my wife, to my whoever's listening to it, it's the same Ryan they're going to get, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, if it's silly, like you said, or yeah. not, I'm still okay with it. And that's and that's super important because, like, I tell everybody, there's three people, there's three people on this earth I got to give an account to: my lovely wife, my mom, and my dad. Outside of that, I couldn't care less what somebody else thinks. But I know that if I were to do something that let's say my wife called me out on or my mom, like my mom called me and said, okay, you went too far there. Right. Or that was a little bit. Wake up. It's, it's tough. It, that's tough. But for me, outside of those three, kind of like outside, like outside of your close circle, like you don't care about that. Which once you get opinion. to the part and you just don't take, Freddie, you know, when I love seeing it at a younger age, when you just don't take yourself that seriously. When I used to, right before, I haven't done as much speaking nationally because I've been focused more local. Right. But people, I always used to go shake the hands in the first and second row of, you know, three or 400 person thing. And they'd say, no one does it. I'm like, I'm not better than you. Yeah. I'm just I'm just good on this topic. Yeah. Probably 90% of other topics, 96%, I don't know anything about. I tell people, I tell people when it comes to humility, I think that people think that being humble is 
not talking about your talents. The way I look at humility is I understand that anybody is just as good as me. 100%. So that's the way I look at being humbled. Like, I'm not better than anybody. No, and, it's, like, and we're all learning. We're all right. continual learners. And that's one thing I learned in my dissertation. It's like, you know, the people say, man, I've mastered it. I put my feet up. I'm good. Well, the, life doesn't work that way. You have to keep right. growing and grinding and, and all that kind of stuff. But, man, we can do this again. This is fun. I mean, this is a lot of fun. And I'm so glad I had you on. Um, all right. So tell people... You know, I know you can help them with a lot of things. And I just want to say firsthand, I've seen some, especially some of the video production. It is fantastic. Yeah, I got to give a big shout out to uh, my main videographer, head of creative, Chad Price. Without Chad, I wouldn't be able to be anywhere near where I'm at now. I had to, about a year and a half ago, I saw that the business was growing and I realized I couldn't do it all myself. And I realized that the quality of work that I had to bring to these clients was super important. So I brought Chad on. Chad's been a blessing. And we're just getting started. No, man. It's, it's, I've been, it was fun to watch. And then you popped into my head right as I was working this. I'm like, I need to, I need to, we got to do this. So, yes, we met from afar, caught our eyes, but haven't had the, haven't had this until today. So, all right, Freddie, tell people how they can reach out to you guys. So, the best way to reach out to me, in all honesty, is on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. So, on LinkedIn, it's Freddie Hart. On Facebook, it's Freddie Hart. And then on Instagram and all social media, it's at F. R-H-A-R-T, and the number two. And then if you want to check out what we do, you can go to frheart2enterprises.com, and you can learn some more about us there. Love it. Love that consistent branding. Spot on for a marketing manager. I tell people all the time. That's that's the key. I mean, I love people that talk the language. Because like I said, <laughs> once you'll see when you have kids, and I'm like, Dad, literally, we've heard every one of these stories 80 times. We get it. We know. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just passionate about it. Right, and I tell people, when it comes to branding, like if I told somebody to close their eyes and picture – a all white sneaker if you're on the west coast you may say the all white vans if you're on the northeast you may say the air force one like you want to get to the point where people associate your brand with just minor things and that that's that's why i try to keep it as consistent as possible i love it i love it all right freddie well thanks for coming on i'm gonna close this out here okay sounds good brother all right well folks thanks for tuning in to another marketing matters uh on the end results radio network from the perimeter roofing studio from the country in the suites by radisson stone mountain special guest today freddie hart be sure to check out this episode and all others you can go to endresults.com and check any current or past shows or go wherever you get your podcast so again thanks for our team in studio today special guest freddie hart Thanks for tuning in to another Marketing Matters, folks. And until next time, make your marketing matter. This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R-Y-A-N-S-A-U-E-R-S dot com.